Welcome to Success Coaching with Eric Reed. This show is for you if you'd like to develop more strategic growth for your business so it can be more profitable, opening the door to leading a happier, more balanced life. And now, your host, Eric Reed. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Success Coaching with Eric Reed. I want to take a minute and just introduce myself and let you know that I am Eric Reed. And if you're a returning listener, I want to say thank you very much for returning. And if you're a first-time visitor, welcome, welcome, welcome. Good to have you on board. And, you know, I've just, and if you found us in the archives, hey, even better. But whatever way you came here today, it is my goal over the next 30 minutes to really coach you into more success. And so if you're ready, uh, let's get started. So again, what is, let me, let me sort of back up a minute with what is success? You know, my short answer as a success coach, and I get asked often when people say, uh, what do you mean by success? Or what is success? Or I think I'm successful. For me, my short answer is, Success is living your life on your terms. Now, I did not say your, yes, I did say your life on your terms. And what I, what I want to distinguish when I say your life and your terms is we've been programmed to judge our successfulness, if that's a word, based on some outside measuring stick, some one else's idea of success or production. You know, we hear it if you produce X number of dollars or you lose X number of pounds or you sell X number of units, you'll be successful and then you'll be happy and then you'll feel good and life will be better and everything will be rosy and painted rainbows and dancing ponies and unicorns everywhere. You know, it's not it. Let me really ask, you know, how is that definition working for you? It's probably not. Otherwise, you wouldn't be tuning into today's show. So if you're ready to start living your life on your terms and ready to start defining your success, then you're in the right place. And I'm excited to be your guide in this journey. So Let's get started. I want to make the best use of your 30 minutes. You've committed time to be here today, to grow, to learn, and to pick up some new skills and talents, and I want to utilize that. I've got you for 30 minutes, and I want to pour into you and dump on you so that when you walk out of there, you're going to be able to say, I got it, changing beginning now. So the first rule is, one rule for living your success is, it's not about time management because the truth is doing a better job of managing your time is really meaningless unless we're going to accomplish those things that are most important now in that time. You know, I can teach you strategies on, you know, multitasking or time layering or replicating your time over and over through process. But if you're not accomplishing those things that are most important to you now, here the now, then managing time has no value. 
often coaching clients struggle with time management, not because they lack focus or discipline, but because they're trying to manage events into time. And those events lack a sense of importance in the now. Let me repeat that, that most of you are struggling with time management, not because you have a lack of time. As a matter of fact, we all have the exact 24, 365, whatever it is. And it's not because you lack focus or discipline. You made it here today. You're focused on your growth. You're focused on making changes. You're disciplined about who you want to become. It's what we typically are told to do by other people, other gurus of time management and successes. We need to manage events into the time we have. And they assign those events to us. But that's where the key is. Those events lack a sense of importance to us in the now. And so we lose track of it. It becomes one long string of stuff. Now, understand not everything you do is going to be fun. It's not going to be happy. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be, oh, yay, happy, happy times. It's going to be important. If we, are, if we think of time as a limited resource and spending it is an exchange of goods and services like all other contracts, it need, time needs to have a, what I call a return of importance. If I give you this bundle of time, as you're giving me 30 minutes of your time today, and I want to make sure that I pour into you as much as I can, then you should come back and say, wow, that was important. That I learned. That got me somewhere. So as we move forward, let's understand that we're not managing time. We're managing events in to time. Now, let me back up and sort of share a personal story with you, because maybe it'll help you understand the perspective of time. My son, bless his little seven-year-old heart, has this thing where he'll say, dad, is it the middle of the day? Is it the middle of the day? What does that mean? What, what, you can hear it in my head already. What middle of day for you, for me, for the kid in Australia, what is middle of the day? Well, my son sees time as a fixed or maybe even as a limited resource. So when he asks, middle of the day, it's him trying to determine how much day is left, or if you look at your fuel tank, or how low the fuel gauge has gotten. For him, when it hits the middle of the day, he can measure, okay, the first part of the day, or the first half of the day I used for this, this, and this, and its return to me was high, low, medium, whatever. And he's trying to gauge the rest, like how much tank How much gas is left in the tank? How much time is left in the day? If I'm at the midpoint in today and I had all these things that I wanted to do and I've only got the second half of my tank left, how am I going to mix all that in? How am I going to mash that in? So his asking is that the middle of the day is not him asking, is it noon or is it between bedtime and I don't know, wake up and, and bedtime. He's asking, really, how much time do I have left to push everything that's important to me today into that space? If you're driving your car and you're going down the highway and you look down and we've all done it, we've got that quarter of a tank, eighth of a tank, you know, it's starting to move towards the red line. And we're like, oh, 
do I have enough left in me to get to where I need to go or am I going to have to make a detour? That's all he's asking when he asks, is it the middle of the day? So what's interesting is my son at seven already understands rule number one. Important tasks or step number one. Make sure your daily activities reflect your deepest core values. Now, I'm going to say that again really quick because I want you to write it down. I want you to start to, to build your day timer, your year planner, your five-year planner, your 10-year planner. And we're going to talk about this in upcoming radio episodes and on my blog. And if you're part of some of my masterclass series or one-on-one coaching, you'll hear me come back to this all the time. Make sure your daily activities reflect your deepest core values. And let me ask, does your current day reflect your core values? Does your 2017 business plan reflect your core values? Or better question, do you know what your core values are? If I gave you three minutes, could you write down your core values right now? Just write them down. And the truth is, if you can't do them in three minutes, either you're an incredibly slow writer or you're thinking as you're writing. Kind of an interesting thought that we start our days, we fill our day timers, our week timers, our yearly plans, our vision boards, and all of the things that we use to, quote, control our time, to manage our time, to schedule our events, to plan our lives, to live our lives, to project into the future, our future self, and what we want our future time to look like. And we don't even know our core values. We can't recite our core values in three minutes. Now, later on, I'm going to do a talk about core values or governing values, and there's a lot of great thinkers and writers on core values. But let me sort of give you, in a nutshell, core values for me are. And core values for me are a set of values or beliefs or, in that sort of philosophical sense, ideals that govern every action or behavior I make. Now, I'm a coach. I'm not a superhero. I do make mistakes. Time crashes in. Life happens. And not every time for everything and every event and every behavior do I get to go through my filter. But when I have time, yes, that was a pun, but when I focus and I plan and I become intentional about what's going to happen next, I measure it against my core values. When I'm given a choice to do A or B, I ask myself, okay, which is most in line with my core values for right now. Now, core values don't necessarily change, but as we grow and our families grow and our businesses grow and things around us change, they may become more tuned or I guess what I mean is they, they, they take on a different shape, but they still hold the same energy. Maybe you have the desire to donate a book to a library and that's a core value is to to help grow education. And right now you see that adding a book to a library shelf is it. Well, someday that may become value as an educate is education is a value to me and my family and my community. And so suddenly you'll say, I could build a library. I could build schools. I could fund universities. The idea of the core value that education is of value to me and my family and my community or education is a great equalizer. And I will do everything in my power to make sure everyone has equal access to the best education possible in my family and in my community, 
see how that core value still all sounds the same, but it takes on a different shape, a different feel, a different energy. So know that I'm going to be talking about core values or governing values in an upcoming show. So if you click on the follow button, you'll get alerted when that one comes up. Or if you go over to the website, uh, www.ericgreed.com, there's a list of upcoming show topics as well as masterminds and mini seminars and all kinds of stuff going on. So go over there and look it up, figure out when you can get on the schedule and make sure you're doing it. But note that the governing action is not my feeling, not my mood, not the opinions of others, not the weather, but number one, that rule number one, what is important to me right now and do my actions reflect it? Now, again, I said not all things are going to be fun, but when I look at my core values and then I look at my actions and I say, what things on this list are most important to support my core values or to further my core values, or reflect my core values. Ah, now I suddenly get it. My day begins with my core values. The actions that I choose to take during the day, or allow into my day, or the order that they're allowed into my day, reflect those core values. And so time becomes irrelevant. Or as Lipson said, which uh, he is a German uh, philosopher, and I think they call him, he was at Renaissance, 16th century, you know, one of those you know, people that gets to sit around all day long and take impractical ideas and make them impractical, and uh, one of those deep thinkers, they should say. But um, quoting him, and let me just find it, because it was really well said, but uh, time is merely the order of events not an entity of itself. When we think of time in the sense of an order of events, and we all do it, we've just never heard it said that way, that some days you'll think like, wow, that was a great time. The time was irrelevant. I mean, the clock kept ticking. The sound of the clock didn't change. Nothing changed about time. The experience, the event made it a great time. Do you see that? the order of importance, the sequencing of events, or that seemed to take a really long time. Ah, there was no value. It wasn't important to us. It didn't support our core values. And so therefore time felt like it was running forever. And so when we look at our lives, and I actually teach a story on this, that when you take your time, your lifetime, and you start splicing it out and the things that you write down, and you'll notice that there are areas where There's long stretches where you don't have events to record. And then all of a sudden, it seems like there's a whole flurry of events and then maybe a slowdown of events and then more events. That timeline, and I know I'm using time both back and forth, but that event line, that's what we need to remember. That if you are building your day in order of core values and importance, then time really doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, in a sense, there is no such thing as time. Now, I know we live in a world that measures things on time and that we have certain time agreements, five o'clock, pick up the kids from school, that kind of thing. But when I say that time doesn't matter, we don't have to manage time 
any longer. We just have to manage the events in an order that it makes us arrive at our chosen point, whether it's at the end of the day, the week, the month, the year, the five years, as we see it to be. Are you getting it, young Jedi? Are you starting to understand time doesn't exist? Are you ready to see a deeper secret? Are you ready to like really get crazed? I know I sound somewhat West Coast for a kid in Minnesota about this whole time doesn't exist. Now I'm going to actually take you into natural laws that govern both time and life. And when you understand what these natural laws are and you start to control yourself and control your actions within these natural laws, you actually begin to control the natural laws themselves. And so I'm going to quickly dive through these and upcoming shows. We're going to kind of back and forth and talk about them. I go over a lot of this with one-on-one coaching and workshops that I do as well. And so let's start with managing your time. You control your life by controlling your time. When others are allowed to make decisions for you, like my seven-year-old son sometimes gets frustrated because I say we're going on a dad adventure and it's going to take three hours in the car. He sees Complete loss of control. But you control your life by controlling your time. Your time. Number two, your governing values or your core values are the foundation of personal success and fulfillment. If you don't know what your core values are and you're not driving your day based on those core values and setting your vision boards and all the things that you're programmed to do for success around those core values, you're not going to be fulfilled. You may be wealthy, You may be 20 pounds lighter. You may have sold more units than anybody else, but at some point you're going to wake up and be like, is this it? And number three, when your daily activities reflect your core values, you experience peace because no longer am I chasing after what other people want me to do, need me to do, should be doing. And I'm not having to live my life based on all of these other people out there and these external forces. I'm guided by me. I'm guided by my inner me. And I make choices of where I'll invest, return, unimportant, my time. And so therefore, I start to feel at peace. I'm no longer comparing myself to other people. I'm creating from within. Any significant goal, you must leave your comfort zone. Time allows us to stay in our comfort zone because we all say things like, oh, I just don't have time. Can't get to it today. There's not enough hours in the day for me to make it happen. Well, guess what? You got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to start doing things in order of importance instead of ease. And then consistent daily planning leverages time and increases focus. If you wake up, and I know it sounds a little crazy, but doing the same thing for maybe the first 10 or 15 minutes gets you in such a productive mode And get you moving in such a direction that you want to stay in that. And I'm going to talk, um, I think it's in about two weeks, on that cycle of self-esteem, productivity, um, and how it all begins to link together when we don't feel, and then energy. If we don't feel productive, we feel like our energy drains. When our energy drains, it affects our self-esteem. And when we're out of control, and so all of these things start to play together, that's really where I'm taking maybe the next three or four weeks of us being together on the success radio show is really just starting to understand how we have to take back life and begin to live our success. And then when it comes to managing your life, your behavior is a reflection of what you truly believe. 
and this is deep, and then I, I, I don't mean to get preachy on you, but what you truly believe. So if you're telling me that you didn't have enough time to do X, Y, or Z, and you've set it down as a goal or something you want to achieve or accomplish in the next year, and you don't get it done, then either your belief is not in alignment with your goals or things like Facebook have more value, more importance, because that's what your actions reflected. So if you're asking yourself, where did my day go and why do I feel empty? Maybe go back and ask how many hours did I spend watching TV, on Facebook, chatting with friends, texting, all the things that we use to fill space or time, but at the end of the day, don't support our bigger mission. You satisfy needs when your beliefs are in line with reality. And what I mean by that is we have needs and wants and desires when my core values are things that I need to do, I have to do, they become so ingrained that I can't resist them, then I alter the reality around me. The things that I see and I focus on and I start to be drawn towards are a reflection not from the outside in, but the inside out. And we've all done it. We've all heard it. We've all seen it in lectures where somebody talks about buying a red car and then two days later, it seems like all the cars on the road are red. Because my awareness of red cars has been raised, my awareness of my core values, governing values, what are important to me has been raised, suddenly the reality around me begins to be changed. And then a difficult one right now in, in, in today's world, so to speak, is that your self-esteem must ultimately come from within. You know, we measure our success and we say we don't have enough time to achieve it. We'll never get it all done and da 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 and we're racing and racing and racing and racing and we're exhausted at the end of the day because we don't have enough time to get everything done. Well, what are we getting it done for? Or better yet, who are we getting it done for? So what I'm going to ask you is really understand that does it really matter to who I am and what I believe? Now, I have a lot of think masters, I, I call them, or you know, uh, thinking partners in my world that, that constantly draw me back to that is, Eric, are you competing or are you creating? Because if you're competing, then it's all based on somebody else. If you're creating, then it's all based on you. And you're going to be at your highest level when you're in uh, creation mode. And then negative behaviors are not overcome by just affirmations, but by changing the beliefs behind them. You have to understand where that negative behavior started and why you believe that to be a truth. And, you know, the thing about natural laws and uh, both in time and in space and in thought, is that they have to be consistent and universal to everyone for it to be a law. Otherwise, it's a belief. And if I can alter that idea that it's a law versus a belief, and I go and, you know, I talk about this a lot, but is it a belief or is it a truth? Now, is what you're saying consistent for you all the time? Can you find one exception? Oh, you found one exception. So therefore, it's not true. So therefore, we can dismiss it without discussion. And if you say, nope, it always happens to me. Okay, does it happen to everybody? Has there been an exception to the rule? Yeah, so okay, then we have to dismiss it and not accept it as truth. And once we know what truths are, then we return to the natural laws because gravity is a natural law. Gravity acts the same on all of us. No matter how much we weigh, it acts the same on all of us. And then finally, one of the laws of managing time and managing your life 
and beginning to move towards the success of your, your desire is always give more than you expect to get. The universe has this interesting sort of way of working things out that when you give, you create a vacuum. And nature hates a vacuum. We all learn that in science. And so it fills it back up. And when you give it away, it hates it more. And so it fills it back up and it keeps going and going. So the higher level that you give from, the higher level you'll be returned to. What I, what I know is that when I start living through these laws and I start to really use them in planning what I want for my life, and I work with co- coaching clients and teams and companies, and we really start to get away from the idea of everybody has to have time management skills. You know, we have to have core values that we all agree on, whether it's individuals, family members, churches, communities, teams, companies. We have to be very clear of what activities support those core values. We have to plan our day around building those core values and reinforcing those important tasks. You start to move into a success habit really quick. And as you continue to do it daily, 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 and it becomes part of the filter for how you plan what's going to happen next, then... Then you start to experience it, young Jedi. Then you start to feel the force bubbling up within you, and you begin to feel like you can control everything and anything around you. Your destiny almost becomes, how should I say it, within your control. So what I'd like you to do is take today, take the next couple days, write down your core values. And it may take you three or four times. You may have to walk and talk, which is what I do a lot to yourself about what the core values are and really get them down, get them down and then go back and look at your schedules, look at your day timers, look at your year end plans, look at your vision boards, look at all the things that you created for 2017 and ask yourself, how are these two things are in alignment and how am I going to feel come January or February or March when I start to lose momentum and lose energy and things just start to fall apart? Is it going to be because I'm ready to give up on those things that are important to me? Or is it going to be because I'm giving up on things that other people told me should be my success? My goal and my desire as your success coach is to really help you understand where your success lies and how you can begin to achieve it by taking back control. And so over the next couple of weeks, we're really going to bump around this topic of time and control and priorities and things like that. And if you visit out to the website, there'll probably be several blogs and teachings about that as well. And, you know, if I can be of service to you at any level, reach out, let me know. That's my goal. If you found this, this show helpful, I'm going to ask you to take a minute and just, you know, click follow, click like add a comment, share it with friends, talk about it. Um, Start building like-minded thinkers around you. Because when you start to express these ideas out loud and share these ideas with other people, you're going to find just like that red car. Other people are going to be like, yeah, I like that idea. Wow, I like that thought. And, you know, it's almost the middle of the day. Yeah, my son. It's almost the middle of the day. Take a minute and pause. Ask yourself, I'm halfway through my fuel tank for Friday. Are the important things getting done or is everybody else's life taking priority? Because success 
is living life on your terms, your way. Well, until we talk again, uh, I want to encourage you to always live big, live bold, live life on your terms, and be well. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to ericgreed.com. That's ericgreed.com. And like us on Facebook slash Eric G. Reed Success Coaching. Join us next time for Success Coaching with Eric Reed.